thinking. Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. So the past few weeks, we've been talking about feedback and self-talk. This week, I'm going to pivot a little bit, um, and I want to talk about all work and no play makes Jack or Jill a doll, boy, person, girl, man, woman, they, them, however you identify. And this week, I don't even know how this came to me, except for I made a little time for play. And that phrase somehow settled in my brain and I decided to do some research to see where it came from. And if you've ever seen the movie The Shining, that's not where it came from, but it was in that movie. And in that scene, Jack Nicholson's wife, she was going through a script he was writing and he just wrote that phrase over and over again on hundreds of pages. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And that ominous music was playing in the background. And it was meant to be entrancing and terrifying at the same time. And he had gone basically quite mad. And the original saying or proverb is recorded as early as the 1600s. And just think about that. All work and no play. I have been there. I remember in my early college days, I was afraid of failing. That's been a theme throughout my life. And so I buckle down and I work so hard that I make myself physically ill. I have done that to the point of 2015. I had a massive stroke and I had to have brain surgery. I've told that story before on this show. And so I'm no stranger to all work and no play. And oftentimes that is a pressure that I have put on myself, not to ignore that the external environments that I'm in and societal pressures also are contexts that cannot be ignored. And so when I think about that, I said to myself, self, you need to set aside some time for play. And that is exactly what I did this weekend. And I took my daughter to a concert and it was an amazing experience. And we played, we danced, we sang, and it was awesome. And I did not think about work for those few hours. I just focused on her. I focused on the music, the songs, the people, and it was glorious. And then my mind was free. And when I was able to return back to thinking about work and creating the thoughts were flowing freely and so thinking about that it's like why do we do that to ourselves and I wanted to share that I wanted to share with you what I've been thinking about why we work so hard and when I say we Since it is Women's History Month, I want to talk about women. Women 
have been experiencing higher rates of burnout and the adverse effects of health because of hard work way before the pandemic, way before all these things that are going on in the world right now in 2022. And that is because we have found it hard to strike a balance, found it hard to work in an integrated and live in an integrated way, the way society is built. And that is no small thing. It's not something that we can look overlook. And post-pandemic, post whatever you want to call it, we cannot go back to the way that things were as we go back to on-site work, etc. Because there are statistics that show that 20% of women were eyeing the door before the pandemic. They were looking to leave their companies. They were looking for ways to be at home more often. They wanted to be more involved in their children's lives. They wanted to have more help at home. They wanted to be able to go to work and help with schoolwork. They wanted to, in a sense, have it all. That's what we sell as the dream, that somehow we are supposed to be able to do it all. Women were looking to switch their jobs before the Great Resignation. Women have been burned out for a long time because there is a disproportionate caregiving burden that we, they, us shoulder. And from personal experience, I can say that that is me, that is us, that is we. However, I'm going to share a personal story. I was able to overcome much of that but I had to have a stroke to do it a stroke stopped my life and taught me how to live because I had to learn to set boundaries to speak up for myself and to ask for help because all work and no play made Kim a dull girl and at great personal cost to myself I broke myself all the way down and so this women's history month I'm making a personal plea to you to reflect on what it is in your life that you are doing by yourself and on your own all you independent women out there that you may be able to offload or ask someone to help you with. And if you can't come up with anything, is there someone you can reach out to to help you brainstorm that list? And if not, is there someone you you can enlist as a mentor, a coach, or just someone that will tell it like it is even though you don't want to hear it? so that you can come up with ways to lighten your load just a little bit. I know this is hard to do. I was not the person that was going to do it on my own, but my health forced me to do it. And companies, now I'm speaking to you. Don't return to the status quo. Update your processes to mitigate 
and prevent the gender and racial inequities in your organizations. Training is great. We all need to continue to train and educate. Now it's time to pivot to sponsorship and advocacy. Big classrooms full of people and pamphlets and manuals and booklets. Fabulous. How about tapping people on the shoulder and saying, I see something in you. We're going to pour some resources into you to grow you and bring you up. And if you don't know how to do that, you just might have to put some money where your mouth is and hire some outside consultants who are experts in this and bring them in because in-house resources may just be the reason why you got where you are in the first place. And there are plenty of experts out here. They have sprung up all over the place. And I'm not saying they did it because it is the flavor of the month. There are some who have. However, there are others who have now been able to use this time to shine because they've always been there. And now they have the platform to show the world what they are capable of doing. So use them. So I feel like I just have went all around the sun and the moon. But. What all this has been intended to do and say is our work culture, our community culture, just our cultural in general has been set up in such a way that women have felt as though they've had to overcompensate, overdo, overwork themselves in order to be seen and heard and validated and it's not just the notion it's not just the feeling it's real and in doing that I'm going to speak for myself I have worked myself to the bone and into the ground and almost literally into the grave this needs to stop now Because not only does it make you dull, it shortens your lifespan. And so for this Women's History Month, let's make history by lightening our load, asking for help, and making that our story that we are uplifting, empowering, and blazing trails. We're learning to delegate, to walk in our power, to stand, and to say that, look at that woman over there. She knows who she is. She knows what she wants, and she knows how to get it done. And that's what I've been thinking. Schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimrages.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.